Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week, we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewen. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Good morning, Nat. Morning, Sandy. How are you? I'm freaking tired, man. Oh no! <laughs> Why? I thought you're done. I know, but I don't want to just like bounce back a hundred percent. No, I just had my period, and yesterday oh. it was just like a day where you're like, I feel like I've lost a lot of blood. Sorry, people, TMI, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys know, you know, it was just a yeah a day where I felt literally drained. Mm, um, all right. But no, good besides that. Yeah, we officially listed our place yesterday. <gasps> Ooh, exciting. Yeah, I'll send you the link and then I'll, well, this will be a week late, but Ooh. I'll try and go on Instagram today if I'm home um, mm. and show people or sometime within the next week. So yeah, I want to see it. I want to see your I'll do, And I'll send you the link place. for sure. Yay. I'm so glad. Yeah. It feels good. Yeah. How yeah, is you're your, all done. How is your back? Oh, it's okay. It's not that bad. It was like bad at first. It was just a, so I went rock climbing on Saturday. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday and I went on Saturday and, um, I was, so I had like three things on the wall. I had left hand, both feet on the wall. And then with my right hand, I was going to like launch off the three points and jump and grab, not jump, but like, reach yeah. and grab like the next hold um and i i never grabbed that hold yet so that hold was like you know like when some are more curved and gives your fingers a thingy to grip on and some are more like palming and mm-hmm. you can't grip your fingers on so this one was like more of a palming one even though it didn't look like it i'm like oh, i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it um so i sort of did like a the little squat lean over to grab it and then um so my body was like tense right and then i didn't grab it like i couldn't get my fingers over it mm. um and so i fell off the wall and and i mean there's soft pads right like i was bouldering so it wasn't very high mm-hmm. but they were really soft pads but i think it's just the way i landed um was kind of like funny and the way my back so I didn't land on my bum I landed on my back the way my back hit the pads was kind of funny probably um and it felt okay um I sort of like kept going and I did a few stretches to try to like work anything out but then the next day I was like immobilized (laughs) it was like (laughs) it was like these shooting pains down QL down glute medius um not down my leg but yeah and I couldn't like forward bending was like not happening it was like yeah, my yeah. for my forward bend in the spine not the hips that my forward bend was like reaching my arms and that was it <laughs> that was all I could do <laughs> so do you think like you said you had a sprain around which ones mm. so I went to a physio and he said there's something going on with um between t12 to l3 so that whole area was like really inflamed he did like a a little test to see if any bones were broken and he didn't think so um and he said yeah like in a few days we'll know if a bone is broken because it it will not get any better Mm, um he checked my pelvis my pelvis was twisted which is like not 
new news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whose pelvis isn't twisted. Yeah. Um, uh, but I guess like twisted enough that he could like very, um, clearly perceive it. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel twisted, but then I don't know. When you're in pain like that, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I was thinking about my alignment. You know, I was just like, don't, not moving. I was just like demobilizing my entire back. Um, so, yeah, like brushing my teeth was like hell. It was so hard to do that because yeah. like, I couldn't crane my head. Like the neck could move, but if you don't move the rest of your spine, it's like impossible unless yeah. your sink is like at your throat. You have to like bend your thoracic You're spine to get to the sitting down your whole like <laughs> face and chest. Help. <laughs> it was so gross. It was so hard. I couldn't put on my pants. I couldn't put on any clothes. I couldn't put on my socks. Yeah, it was a hard few days. Oh, um man. but so he he righted my pelvis and like almost immediately like lots like 70% of the pain went away um by the next day it felt like incredibly better like so much I felt like almost normal but I was just scared to do any normal things mm-hmm. um and one interesting thing I'm going to ask him I have an appointment today but I'm going to ask him why he recommended this he actually recommended 20 minutes on an elliptical machine or on like a reclined bike so I think just because there's no impact but like yeah elliptical with your arms and your legs moving you're it's it's quite a good core workout so like your whole back yeah. and front abdominals from your pelvis to your ribs like and everything in there is kind of moving but your yeah. spine doesn't move a ton well yeah it doesn't move a ton and yeah it's a low, low yeah, impact it's, yeah it's moving but it's not yeah. like you forward flexing and extending it's no. not like yoga um so maybe it's just like getting those abdominal muscles a little bit stronger more stability yeah yeah and oh and he told me to work my tva which was like i was actually already doing it but he wants me to do it like every two hours which is um a lot more frequency (laughs) yeah that's intense (laughs) yeah but i guess that's like when an injury happens um Mm -hmm. you need the frequency to continue bracing right otherwise like you just like right now sitting and talking to you and not doing anything Uh, brace Hopefully, you're, hopefully you don't get hurt doing this. No one. Was no, hurt no, I don't. I don't podcast. think so. Like honestly, I feel I feel so much better today, and and that's one thing. Like I know my body is um like it it wasn't anything too serious. That it was just like probably like a sprained or like a strained muscle, um, yeah. because the speed of my healing, or or I am superwoman, and we just don't know that yet. Well, I don't know, man. Yeah, could have a little bit of that gene. <laughs> just a, a little touch. bit just a the, little bit Damn or just it. Like the, the attempt to to do this like jump thing when you're bouldering yeah when you told me you're like i fell when i was rock climbing and i sprained my back i was just like who, yeah. took, who took her out rock? i'm like imagining outdoors i'm like why oh come on no you know, harness like you have the worst your friends are terrible <laughs> No, it wasn't. It really wasn't that bad. It was just like I was trying because I wanted it's fun, right? I wanted to get it. And I'm like, I can get it. I can get it. It all looks so close when you're up there when like you're on a wall and there's those <laughs> colors of the like the it's like, oh, yeah, I could totally get that. And then like, it's really hard. It's not easy. Oh, man. 
<laughs> but I had a blast and I, I want to go back. Um, I just, I think I need to warm up properly because you don't, there's no like warm up to bouldering. You, yeah. you arrive in the gym and then you just hit it, right? Like, yeah, I think yeah. I need to, yeah, I, I'm going to do that next time. Yeah. Just be the weirdo, like doing some, I don't know, vinyasas <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> well, I think, I think maybe it's like a lot of shoulder and back stuff to warm up. So mm. like, um, probably some flexion extension, probably some twist. I should ask, um, thing, uh, we had her on the podcast, the Helena. Yeah. I should ask her, like, what's a good warm up? And then, yeah, if, if any of you are rock climbers, I'll share it next time. And yeah, hopefully prevent injury. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I was, I was a little worried, <laughs> quite <Yeah>. worried. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Into it. Yeah, what are we talking about today? We're talking about alignment. Mm. And, um, well, I just want to talk to you about this. Sometimes we have some conversations off the air that are super fun. So I wanted to have one like that where we just kind of really organically discuss alignment, like what you think it means, what I think it means, Mm. when it is... um, because some teachers are just like, ah, alignment, alignment only. And there's definitely <sighs> ways to teach where you'd want to teach about other things and move the bodies out of alignment um, and why why we'd want to do that. Yeah. And then you dug up a couple papers. Yeah, they're just sort of articles that I feel, well, they, they've resonated with me. Like, I think I read them a, a while ago or I knew about um, these teachers' stances a while ago and they, they've just really resonated with me. Um and impacted the way I teach. Uh, so alignment, uh, I think classically, we think of alignment as like um, the general shape of the pose, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but when you, I, and like I know some teachers, like they're like, I'm an alignment based teacher. Oh. So does that, and everyone, and, and that's within like a studio where you are deaf, everyone is practicing asana yeah everyone's practicing a physical practice um so i'm wondering like what what they mean by that Mm. and i think what they mean is like they have an attention to not just the the shape like the bigger shape but the the finer details and how I hear hear people saying like how your bones are stacking and I can kind of mm-hmm. see that like alignment. Um yeah, so it's like the the lines, the lines in the shape. I kind of think of that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that. I I also think like when you say that you're an alignment-based teacher, I think more of the like nitpicky going around the room and making sure everyone's knee is over the ankle. Yeah. Making sure, yeah, or like nobody's knee ever goes in front of toes kind of alignment. Yeah, that's what I think when I I hear that, Um, which I don't think is wrong. Um, I think that if that is the style that you teach in that you're you're like hold people and then you walk around and you like correct and you 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 know like you individually go and you correct people to what you think is right um that's just like a choice it's not bad Mm -hmm. it's just a choice that you've made but it's not a choice that i would make for sure yeah and um i think a lot of people get taught especially in a 200 hour where you don't have a ton of time with anatomy Mm-hmm. that alignment is uh, creating a safe practice. 
Right. That's where your joints are the safest. That's right. Yeah. Even though if you think about some of the the main like alignment cues, mm-hmm. they are putting your joints in a position. Well, like your joints can, should be able to move through every uh, type of range of motion. Right. So like say like your warrior two, your knee is at about 90, 100, 110 degrees, um, 90 if you go like kind of as low as you want to go there, you have the ability to completely bend your knee until your calf hits your hamstring and you have the ability to straighten your leg completely. So like why is your knee in that orientation? Why does that mean alignment? And you're talking about the knee coming forward of the ankle. Mm-hmm. And then also alignment in that pose in the knee is making sure your knee is right over your ankle, not kind of tilting inward, which is more talking to the stability muscles. Yeah. Of the hip, actually. Yeah. So yeah. is alignment um, a practice to engage the deep muscles as well as the superficial muscles together to create a stronger joint in totality? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in certain poses, but Yeah, yeah. But then also like, like no yeah. go, go ahead. No, no, go on. But you can't like you so say in that warrior, like you could probably pick apart warrior for hours. And I've mm-hmm. seen some people being like, You you can bend your knee way forward of your ankle, but then and that's totally fine. I don't think I'm too like overly picky unless I see like a really wonky one, like someone's knee is like good six inches plus forward of their ankle and then I I kind of know why I wouldn't want them to do that especially if they're a beginner you know that you just want to get the the shape of warrior two with knee over ankle in their body because you can see that they probably don't have the strength in their quadriceps and their glutes and deeper glute muscles to hold them with knee over ankle. They're kind of, the more you put your knee forward, uh, the more you're kind of balancing the amount of pressure. It's like a little torque thing that I talked about, I think, in, I think it was in the bone density one, the last, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. it has to do with like torque. So if you bring your knee back, then you're actually doing more work in your quads. So that's like a strength thing. That's, that's what alignment would mean there is you're actually practicing more strength overall. Mm-hmm. Um, where instead of just saying it's safer on your knee. Yeah. 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 I think, and I think, um, one thing that I wanted to m- sort of pull out of what you said about the 200 hour, um, I think, a lot of people are taught alignment as like the quickest way to put a lot of people safely in a pose mm-hmm. because um, there's always going to be a person for whom um, that amount of torque of putting their knee in front of their toes will have absolutely no negative impact. But there are a number of people for which that will have a severe negative impact. So I think... Um, why those rules and um, cues have become so ubiquitous and like are so repeated in teacher trainings is because um, just for the sake of teaching group classes, right, of not necessarily having the correct answer, but the answer that will be most correct for most people most of the time. Sure. Yeah. And that makes total sense. Like there's a necessity for that in your 200 hour because they're really, 
we've discussed 200s before, um, so much in them, but just you cannot get everything. So there does need to be like, yeah, yeah, that quick method to get everyone safely, like you said, as a group into position. Um, but I think at some point in your career, if you're training a lot more, if you're going on to do advanced trainings, um, it's helpful to ask yourself the question, what does alignment mean to me? And why is the alignment this way in this pose? And what are the muscles actually doing? Or is it a muscular um, focus or a fascia focus? Or there's there's so many things. So yeah, think, yeah a lot of alignment though, in general, um, I would say is hopefully <laughs> that balance of the, the deeper muscles closer to the joint capsule, whatever joint you're talking about and the superficial muscles to bring like more integrity to the joints. Mm -hmm. And then also an awareness of the body in space. So yes, you can lean way, way forward in your warrior two. You see people leaning with their armpits, like almost over their knee and their torsos kind of angled forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in that situation, the alignment is just about being aware of the whole backside of your body and putting yeah. yourself upright in space. Like, yeah, but that then that also asks like what prevents students from gaining or getting or achieving that alignment, right? So like why? Why is that student physically if if all else is the same like if he can see what the pose should look like and he can see himself in the mirror and he knows that I I don't look like that, but I can't look like that. Oh, I'm talking like without mirrors. Oh, okay. Yeah, because in like a lot of the studios I teach in, there's no mirrors. So they're just like, you talk them into it and that's the right. pose. You say, um, you say like, just check your armpits or right over your hips. Like even look down. I tell people, look straight down. Yeah. See straight line on your waistline. You're good. And people are just like, my knee is bent. This pose sucks. <laughs> my, my shoulders are screaming. And then yeah. like, you see their shoulders up by their ears and they're like way leaning forward. And I just yeah. come to them I'm like, okay, just, and I don't even touch the museum. I'm just like point at their shoulders. I'm just like, shift these right back over your hips. <laughs> there you yeah. go. And they're like, Oh, yeah. So for, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, I got, yeah, for some people, for a lot of people, <laughs> then it, it, that, that's just an issue of, um, body awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So alignment, yeah, I guess for some, for a lot of people, it's just an issue of knowing how to move their body. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they haven't done it ever. Totally. Um, but there, there are some people that can't, who literally like cannot move them, themselves back into like shoulders over hips and warrior two. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's getting at like, um, like that whole question of like what prevents me, right? Like what, what's stopping me, whether it's a muscle being really tight on one side of the joint or maybe it's, um, ligaments, tendons, uh, cartilage structures on the other side of the joints that's compressing, that's preventing. Um, so, and when you get into that, like I literally cannot move myself back. That's where I think like you gotta throw alignment out and observe the human that's in front of you and, and be like, okay, that for some reason, they literally can't move themselves back. For some reason, they can't straighten their knees. So something's happening there that's not like willing, you know, it's not a, a matter of um, learning and not a matter of like their brain being able to see a pose and, and copy it. Um, and that's when like, you can get a lot of, I think there's like a lot of interesting questions from there. Mm -hmm. 
Well, just imagine like having a class and queuing it and everyone going into everything perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's, that's happened to me before. It's, it's happened and it's like, it's relieving in some ways because then you don't have to work very hard. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you're also like searching for something to work on. Yeah. You're well. like, did I teach them anything or, but sometimes it's just nice to do familiar, familiar, more familiar poses or like it's nice to, to get it to accomplish something in a more useful way instead of yeah and then there's always like that just the experience of yoga right like it just feels good to breathe and move sometimes and it doesn't have to be like all right i got the alignment i don't have to advance or anything oh yeah good i just i just want to move like and that's sufficient yeah um yeah like if you're going back to warrior and like you're saying like people just can't get into something like i've seen teachers really not force and um some of them touch but but just really like make sure, make sure it's like, how do you make sure your body does something? If it's just like all the tensions, like, no, <laughs> make sure your knee is right over your ankle. And like, if it's f- kind of flopping inward, then like pull it out so that it's centered. So it's like that, all that gluteomedius mm-hmm. work, which in so many people, um, those outer hip stabilizers, they're weak and they don't know how to do that. And and maybe like as soon as you draw, try and draw your knee out a little bit, you get a big cramp, which is an experience yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. So um, you can see, yeah, like, I think it's helpful for teachers to know what alignment means there to say, okay, the the goal one day is to to use the muscles on the outside of your hip to pull your knee out so that it's not... Um, I'm like moving my hands around, smashing my desk. Sorry. <laughs> so your knee is not um, kind of flopping in or, um, I don't know, tilting inward. Uh, right. So that it's straight up. Your shin is straight up and down. It's kind of like a really easy thing that I'll say. So people will be like, yeah, that's straight up and down. So your knee is right over your ankle. Um, and you're using the muscles on the outside of your hip to help stabilize your whole leg there and keep your knee straight. You can say it obviously more simply. If you're teaching beginners, you can take that much time. Um, but for a teacher to know, like that's what alignment means there. Uh, that's what we're working on. There's actual area of the body. Just that's one mm-hmm. part of the knee that that's what alignment means instead of just like make sure it's there. Like that's just not very helpful for people. Yeah. And of course, if you're a beginner teacher, like that's, that's your cue to get people into shapes. But as you go on to learn more, hopefully that's like you're, you're um, investigating why, why alignment is there in that pose. Right. And, and also like observing, you know, like if someone physically can't get their knee there even after you've said it and you've shown it um then i think you can safely say that there, there's something physical preventing them so what what happens then right um and i would say in that case then back out of the pose don't bend the knee as much mm-hmm. and when you decrease the bend in the knee you can probably externally rotate a little bit more um and if you shorten the stance so if your warrior two is as wide as your arms and you can't do it there then take your feet closer than that. Take mm-hmm. your feet as wide as your elbows and then see if you can stack there. And then beginning to play with, okay, how wide can I go and keep this alignment? Um, and, and, but for me, it's, it's less of like, that's not in service of the alignment. That's more in service of like, body awareness and just seeing like oh what can my body do <laughs> right like do, do I have this range do I not have this range um and then what's the limit to it you know and that I think for most people that's pretty safe you know that's pretty like interesting of a inquiry to to discover within your own body that um 
yeah, that kind of like, how far can I take this keeping this alignment? And then this is at the point at which I lose it and, and that's okay. Okay. I'll, I'll back off. And then, yeah. Yeah. So try. maybe like sharing with your students even a little bit about kind of like that tensegrity model where you're every, every muscle and piece of fashion connective tissue as well. They're all like pulling all your bones and they're all connected by other pieces of muscle and uh, connective tissue. So everything's just like pulling, pulling, pulling. So they pull on each other and something is tighter in one area. It kind of pulls a lot of other things out of whack. Mm -hmm. Um, and just to try and make a shape with one area, like super bent out of whack, maybe you just find everything is a little bit more in the middle and, get to a place where you can actually breathe and then the nervous system can do some work from there yeah yeah oh I love that yeah like going back to our other really really beneficial um things about yoga like why people come to yoga it's not just alignment right like alignment is one way to focus your mind but like the breathing and the nervous system is such a huge component of it so yeah maybe just simplifying shit so that we can we can get to those gems and because uh, yeah. if you're having this experience and someone has like beautiful alignment but they're like so tense in every part of their body um like you want to be you do want to be active and yoga is physically hard the more the more active hatha and vinyasa practices definitely um you're not usually hanging out i mean you can but if you're practicing deeper stability and whatnot there's going to be some effort and some work but if it's just like every muscle is turned on and stressed to the max mm. and your jaws locked and your eyes are bulging <laughs> out of your head and you're like <laughs> i'm not breathing then okay you're doing something else yeah 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 I think of like those cardio boot camp classes. Like, ah, my lungs, they're on fire. Or like, yeah, that feeling of like intense muscle burn. Oh, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> oh. I was going to, I was like, is she going to say she does that shit? Do you do that? Like, <laughs> I can imagine you being like, I'm going to do it. And then going and being like, fuck that. <laughs> like walking up. That's so me. It's like, I have the best because I know it's good for me because I, I do a lot of yoga and I don't do that kind of stuff. But then like when I'm in the moment, I just like, like, why, why am I doing this? Oh, I know it's good for me though. I know. It's I, good. It's good to have balance. It is. Right? No, like, yeah. but I, I like my cardio a little bit more, um, in an individual practice. Maybe that's just because I'm used to it. Maybe I'm so used to yeah. doing like yoga as my individual practice. I mean, even if I do it in a studio, it's still your own oh, yeah. jam. And like I very much will not listen to the teacher if it doesn't feel like I have the energy or something. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that's a lot hardio. And hardio? Okay, that's <laughs> Good morning, Nat. Good morning. Harder, harder in a cardio-based class. They would just yell yeah. at you probably. <laughs> No, no, not all. Some, some do, That's but true. some are like much more like, um, you know, just push yourself to however far you need to push yourself, you know? Yeah. But, and that's like totally something that like, I, I know I need to hear that message because I'm so easy on myself when it comes oh. to that. I'm just like, I, I have a little bit of sweat on my skin. I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to stay at the, I'm staying here. I'm staying here, you know? <laughs> So to get to the point where it's like my muscles are shaking and like really burning, it, it's so, it's rare, right? It's rare for me. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, I'll back off. And like, no, 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 no. To a certain degree, you also need, you need that stimulus in the body. Yes. No, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We I got off it. of topic. <laughs> um, 
No, I was just going to say I did yoga for the first time yesterday Ew. in like probably two months. Ew. Like my mat has been covered in sawdust and rolled up and we have no space and we've just been go, go, go every day. Yeah, that's And right. I have like had some time in, to do things and we've actually just gone outside because it's been so nice. So done that instead. But I, I had time and put the fan on because it's warm in here. And I just did like a self-practice. And it was so nice. Oh, so nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's so many ways. Just like my body remembered the poses, which I knew it would. Um, My muscles weren't too fucked up, which was great. (laughs) (laughs) And I just like did the things that I know can make me feel strong, like right away. Um, Oh, it just felt so good to like come back to my myself, really. I was just like, oh, hi. Yeah. Hi, me. Yeah, yeah yeah it's so it's so empowering there's something like so I don't know I don't know how to word it but like when you give yourself something that makes you feel good not in like um a hedonistic pleasurable like cake way <laughs> like yeah. more in that like I care about you body mind breath I care about your well-being it's like it's such a I don't know it's like a shift of mindset you know like because then the only way to do that is to believe that you deserve to feel that good. Um, and that's like, I don't know, it's, it's in today's society, that's really rare and almost like, you know, it's like a radical way of thinking about yourself. Yeah. 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 It was, it was just definitely like a coming back to myself. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. That sounds yes. really good. Good stuff. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I want to quickly go over these, um, articles that I dug up because they are they are really good and I think especially if you're a new teacher who was taught you know alignment in 200 hour um, and now you're starting to question because I think we all question um, what's the purpose of this alignment so these two articles I think are really good so the first one is from yogajournal.com and it's Leslie Kamenoff Um, have you ever studied under Leslie Kamenoff no I almost did I looked at his anatomy course like back in the day before I'd done um much after my 200 hour mm. I have his book and I heard I've heard good things about him um so I think I took one workshop with him and I really liked it he the the workshop I did was called breath-centered yoga I remember and I remember it being very very um it was like a shift because up until then I all I'd had done was like inhale do this exhale do that right whereas mm-hmm. his was like focus on like the intricacies of the inhale do this focus on the intricacies of exhale do that um so in this this um oh and he has that like famous book right yoga anatomy that's like yeah like standard yeah yeah so in this article he basically says that asanas don't have alignment Instead, we have to see that people have alignment and people's alignment differs as to what's tight, what's weak, what's, you know, limiting them um, that we sort of already talked about, um, depending on the postures. Also depends on individual variances in bone, in cartilage, in shape of everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so that's his main message, but it is it is worth a read over. Um, Have you read it? Oh, the article? Or just anything like that? Yeah, like I, I've definitely, well, I've just like heard that concept and I right. have put like a couple con um, comments on it, but it, was there anything else you wanted to add from it or mm. is that the gist? That's the gist of it. That's the gist of it. And it's, okay. it's just something that like, I think 
it's important for yoga teachers to hear because it leads to more questions. Yeah. No, I like that. And I do agree with that. And I would say that you definitely have to accept that as a yoga teacher, as anyone who's moving the body really, yeah, people do are going to make different shapes. And then it's that deeper awareness as you gain more education to know, okay, where is this? And you might not ever know, but you might have some awareness of it again. Where is this like, um, a structural problem, mm-hmm. bone, bone on bone, um, or other things like that? Or where is this just, um, an inability for certain muscles to fire and to, to move the body in a certain way? Yeah. I guess it, it like, yeah, it asks like, is, is a certain alignment even trainable in certain bodies depending on the structural differences? Or is it just something that we must, um, throw away, like, like, should certain bodies just throw away ever achieving a certain alignment in a certain pose? Probably. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah. And that's again where you go back to alignment and say, what does it mean? Like, what are, what is the goal of the shape? Mm-hmm. What muscles are actually active? So then you can really modify to be like, okay, this is going to look way different, but you're mm-hmm. still working this muscle over here. Yeah. You're still getting the same effects. You're going to get some stability here. This bigger muscle is going to be working. You're not going to be like super stressed. You can still breathe and you can actually like transition into uh, another modification of another one by doing this. So yeah, coming out of just the shape and how your bones stack and the lines that you make, what's actually going on in the pose so that, yeah, people with certain structural things or whatever's going on can actually practice, practice that physically. Yeah. I think that that is super key that at least in my 200 hour wasn't touched on as much as I would have liked it to be. Um, the fact that you can like, you can take a pose and like split it up into its different functions. Like this strengthens it, this stretches this. And then when you split it up into its different functions, you can actually pick other poses that fulfill those functions. If someone is unable to do the pose, the first one. Okay. I'm making this super complicated. So let me, let me give an example. No, no, I I, I understand, but yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Let's say like you want to, you, you have a pose like dancer's pose, but 90% of the class, um, there, something is stopping them from catching the foot in the hand in order to get to dancer's pose. So -hmm. let's break it down. What are the benefits of dancer's pose? Quad stretch. Number one, number two, well, I don't know if in the number, but yeah. Oh, um, yeah, bu- sure. <laughs> bullet point it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's like yeah, yeah. no number. Okay. I was just like, <laughs> just, oh, we're yeah. doing a hierarchy? <laughs> no, no, there's no hierarchy. It's just like a list. <laughs> Your psoas is definitely going to be lengthened um, okay. in a longer position. Your pecs. Okay. Pick something that's a, a strengthener or a stabilizer. Let's go stability standing leg. There we go. And maybe standing ankle. Standing leg, hip, and standing ankle. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's cut it off there, because um, that's like five or six. So if if you cut it up into those benefits, then okay. Number one was quad stretch. Can you achieve quad stretch in another pose if you couldn't stand there and catch the foot in that pose? Um. Yeah, like lying on your belly. Quad yeah, lying on your belly. Reach back, grab the hamstring, or grab the the foot, and yeah. pull the heel to butt. Right? Okay. So there's there's something that you could do as a prerequisite um, for that pose, right? Like before you get to that pose, you would do that in the lead up. Number mm-hmm. two was what? 
I forget. <laughs> oh, I did psoas. So kind of same soas. Well, yeah, a little bit different. A little bit different. Um, so how would you target psoas? I do like a low lunge. Low lunge. Easy. Perfect. Hands on blocks or hands on front thigh. Uh, number three was pec stretch. Was that right? Yeah. Okay. So how would you open up the pec on that side? Mm, probably just do like bind your hands behind your back, just standing and then forward fold. Um, yeah. You could also do bound hands in that lunge a little bit later on. Yeah, you can do bound hands in wide-legged forward bend. You can do bound hands in Shalambasana, which is a mm -hmm. resisted back bend, which might be good because um Yeah, you're going to use your erectors. Okay, and then last one is standing balancing benefits. So you could do tree. Yeah, you just stand mm -hmm. on a friggin' leg and you, yeah. <laughs> you would get it, right? Yeah. Um, so I think like that was never really broken down for me in in other um like in the trainings and i, I kind of wish it was because that also like gives you so much things that you can sequence right um mm -hmm. and then like then the people get all the benefits of the pose and you can when you get to dancer's pose you could totally just say like look you've done all of the things that this pose would give you anyway this pose is now like uh, the cherry on top it, it's mm -hmm. not the meat and potatoes it's just this extra little bit um and that sort of like tones down the importance of a big pose like that then i think you can do this for all poses as long as you like look into them and like really start to see what their benefits are and feel them in your body then you can you can break that shit down yeah so i think a lot of people that's like how you um design a peak pose class and of course not every pose in your class can be a peak pose because you, you got to start with something to get somewhere um, right but i like that so much more than some of the Hatha practices I practiced before getting into peak, which is generally more a vinyasa way to teach, but it doesn't have to be necessarily like you don't have to be moving rapidly or moving much at all between those. Po you can do it in a Hatha style. You could do peak pose Hatha. Oh yeah. yeah um, definitely. Definitely had that done to me. Yeah. But in some <laughs> of like the, um, the set series where I know in Moksha, which is now Moto, your dancers is like, I don't know. I feel like it's like one of the first five poses you do. And it oh. always felt so wrong. Like I, afterwards oh, learning, yeah. I was just like, your body's, it's I literally the first back bend you do, I think, except for maybe like huh. putting your hands on the back of your pelvis and drawing your shoulders back and kind of lifting your chest a little bit. It's like that. And then you do dancers. That's you weird. Can, yeah. You, I don't think you've done anything in your quads or any yeah. type of lunge and yeah this is well, like even, what my body yeah. hated it so hard yeah would, <laughs> like I was so locked up in my quads and my psoas that it would just go my, my back was really mobile my lumbar so right. it would just go straight into my back and like crunch everything together oh, Ew. Ooh, yeah. sorry like I'm feeling my back so it's like like, <laughs> like whoever designed <laughs> that and I, maybe they've changed now, so I shouldn't say anything bad about them because I know there are some really intelligent teachers that teach for them. Um, but I just, the design of that initial kind of set series, uh, I just, after even doing my 200 hours, it's like, this is not good. This is not mm. good for my yeah. body, at least. Maybe someone has no problem with it, but that yeah. pose needs to yeah. be warmed up. <laughs> and there's always going to be someone for whom that, that's just like, yeah, it's no problem. It's just dancer's pose. What are you talking about? That's nothing. That's a warm up. You know, like there's always going to be that person. So, mm -hmm. um, oh, and, and the other thing, sorry, yeah, go. Oh, okay. I was just going to say, like, if you're cueing alignment in that pose and you haven't 
um, experienced any of the kind of shapes or the activations of any of those muscles really or putting them in longer positions it's just extremely different like it's un- almost unobtainable for so many people so alignment there is just like well yeah why? that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just goes back to like you're just aligning to look a certain way it's not alignment for feeling the pose yeah yeah, yeah. um i totally forgot what i was going to oh the spine Sorry. the spine yeah so um I what was it the spine module with Tiffany so she has this like chart of where your spine is at um most mechanical risk of herniation of a disc do you remember that yeah so I think it was laying down is like very very little um pressure on your spine and then it's uh I think standing standing Mm -hmm. bending forward sitting was the worst because your pelvis is locked and then sitting reaching forward is the worst for um possibility of a a herniation of a disc or a bulging of a disc Mm -hmm. um so this is the spine going the other way um but i think certain principles apply like if you're gonna do a back bend you should be doing a back bend where gravity isn't pulling down on the spine first so not not wheel but like a bridge or shalambasana where your spine is um more level with the ground mm-hmm. and yep. then working your way up and and knowing that a seated back bend would be the probably the biggest force on the spine yeah well if your knees are bent anything where your knees are bent i think is adding a lot more because your quadriceps yes. are in that longer position and that's gonna anyone pull. who's tight quads which is everyone <laughs> uh, it's gonna <laughs> Pull the pull the front of your pelvis forward, that anterior tilt we talked yeah. about in one yeah. of the episodes. Um, and it's really hard to stabilize also in that position for your yeah. abdominals, I find. It's really hard to like reintegrate to be like, okay, I'm trying to move backwards. My pelvis is being pulled forwards by my quad. So I'm trying to like mm-hmm. keep things a little bit in the middle, but I'm actually trying to go backwards with my shoulders and my upper back. And yeah, yeah your abs have a big big job to do there and they usually can't really handle that and your back is just at the whim of gravity <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah it's interesting um but anyway yeah uh let's talk about this second article so this is bernie clark um the yoga international.com article uh so he just basically says like everything we've said whether whether you're teaching yoga to give people the benefits of the pose or if you're teaching them just to get them into the pose then alignment um is kind of important because you want to look like the shape and there's nothing wrong with that um of course as long as you're not hurting people um because i mean like look there's like yoga uh, um what are they called like beauty pageant things oh my god i know And so for those subset of people, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's like any other beauty pageant, physically oriented sport. Um, then you just want to look good. Then, then you have a certain like different kind of practice. But for me and you, that's like totally not what we do. I just wish um, I wouldn't use the name yoga because it just doesn't really make sense. No, even just, if they just use like asana, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. Like an asana competition. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
Um, but anyway, so Bernie in this article, he just like really um, clearly sets out like if your intention is to physically help people um, feel better, move better, breathe better, uh, then you're you can't you can't cue to just looking like a certain picture. Um, you have to understand what the pose, just like we broke down dancers pose, right? What are the benefits? Um, what might stop someone? And then can I give them the same benefits without necessarily having to have that exact same pose, knowing that there's so much variability in the population, knowing that I can only feel the variability within my body, right? So my cues are best for bodies that look work and feel like my body i i don't cue well nobody cues well to a body that's very drastically different from themselves Mm -hmm. if that makes sense um so knowing all of that then how can i work with giving people these benefits um and it's a tough job it's not it's not an easy job it's not simple no (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's why alignment is tried to simplify for people exactly. to help people out. Um, and it's like, okay, it's a good tool, but it doesn't, it just, it doesn't stop there is what I would say. Yeah. And, and that idea that alignment keeps you safe is like bupkis. That's like, that's just bullshit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Cause you, cause you go down into like, it's like, oh, your knee over your ankle and warrior two, but then you squat down a malasana and you're yeah. flexing your knee as much as you can. And your knees are usually a little bit over your ankles and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I've I've had I've heard arguments that the full squat with the knees like completely closed is safer than like a halfway closed depending on how much weight is being pushed through the leg. Like just with respect to the the joint of your knee, like the actual forces within the joint capsule there. Yeah. That's interesting. But I I think it depends on how much force you're putting into the knee so how and that would depend on your size um maybe not because size like your like, body you mean like weight, weight so weight uh, mass times i don't gravity. i don't think so i don't think so because your Force equals mass times gravity physics come on sandy <laughs> no no <laughs> but the body isn't that simple we're adaptation creatures right so a heavier set person actually has thicker ligaments thicker tendons to support that weight as there long as go. they're walking around and they're not in space yeah we have like all of that uh connective tissue that just acts to transmit force throughout the body yeah we're not like we're not so i know yeah yeah, you're like oh if you're heavier your knees are more um uh possible to get damaged like maybe but then maybe like yeah also if they've been heavier for a long 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 time they're also adapted to it you know they're if they're as long as they're walking around and using their arms and their legs their tendons ligaments everything might be like thicker and more able to bear that weight yeah, you it, take like we yeah. just had the Raptors win the NBA thing. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> that was madness. <laughs> so like you take one of those guys who's like seven foot something, like one of the bigger guys, uh, whatever they weigh, compared to an extremely sedentary person, the same yeah. weight and the the strength within their knee, the forces within their knee and how they can transmit force. Yeah. Like completely different. Exactly, stories. exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. yeah adaptation man we're adaptation machines i'm just like imagining how strong their quads are (laughs) like not in like a sexy way just like i'm just like that's really no 
I was honestly just nerding out about. I no. Like, I wonder if you can measure it. <laughs> I bet there's a way. There's got to be a way. Or soccer like, players because they're boots. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. And they they're running glutes. so much. Yeah. Hockey players, <laughs> hockey players with the glutes. Mm-hmm. Super strong glutes. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Very, and, very impressed yeah, by anyway. that stuff. <laughs> All right. So any take home messages, Nat? Um, okay. What do we, what do we concluded here? Or I don't know if we need to conclude, but yeah, if you're a teacher who's always taught about taught to alignment and I guess wanted to make your students safe by having their bodies look certain ways, just consider beyond the shape, what muscles are actually working? Um, what are the benefits of the poses? And sometimes you have to pick there's so, there's every muscle is doing something in every pose. You mm-hmm. kind of have to pick where your focus is. So like, are you mm-hmm. going to focus on that front knee? Maybe you just get everyone into like looking to have some awareness in the front knee and maybe you're working on your back leg. Maybe you're mm-hmm. pushing back and getting your back leg glute medius engaged. Um, and that's where you kind of have to do further self-study and ask, continue to ask why about the asanas, the physical practice of yoga. Yeah. I think um, also Another message that I would love to get out there is that alignment doesn't keep you safe in a yoga pose. Um, it can yeah. do damage, yeah. If you're, yeah, it just if that's yeah. your main focus and you're not looking at what's actually going on in that person's body, yeah. So like, throw that idea out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had I've had people like not be able to straighten their back leg in Warrior Two because their psoas is tight oh yeah 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 it's pretty it's relatively common for those like really uh tighter cases yeah so like yeah just whatever bend that knee <laughs> it's actually better yeah. to bend the knee a little bit and actually you can bring your hip back for most people and then you can try and mm. re-straighten otherwise you bend the knee and your whole got whole like anterior yeah. tilt this like you see that big lower back sway yeah and, oh uh, i can feel that yeah yeah so it's one of those things where like alignment like straightening your back leg without looking yeah. at the rest of the body is like just yeah. does nothing yeah exactly or like oh, if that was a thing i would just pick another pose yeah it's like goddess dance everyone in the class bend their back knee mm, yeah which isn't a bad thing either it's... no because you engage the quad a little bit because sometimes people's quads yeah. just go super lazy in that pose and they're just yeah I don't know, hanging out in the back leg. Anyways, I could talk about like the warrior stance for so long. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot going on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hope people got something out of this then. If you guys have any questions or you'd like to, us to talk about um, something like that similar or expand more on it, um, we would mm-hmm. love to. Yeah. Yeah, it might be a good idea to start doing some like deep dives into one or two poses, just like mm-hmm. we did today with like dancer's pose and uh, warrior two. Mostly. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting That's to do side angle Parsvakanasana. Oh, it's like so oh, man. much, so much. Oh man, seriously, Parsvakanasana makes me feel something different every day, like all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. And there's it's so, so interesting. It's so cool. There's good modifications for all levels. Mm, um, yeah there really is and i just it's like yeah it really gets everything let's do that let's just like deep dive into parshra kanasana yeah let's do that <laughs> let's do that soon okay it's on the list all right guys thanks so much for listening oh wait before we sign off we got some things to tell you about 
Yes. So if you um, are interested in any of the Wanderlust um, Yoga Festivals events this summer and this year, we have a 10% off discount code for you. So we'll link to that in our show notes. And if you've never been to Wanderlust, they're awesome um, yoga festivals and they do them all over Canada and the US and I think expanding into Europe and Australia as well. Um, mm-hmm. super fun. You can practice with all sorts of teachers, all sorts of styles, and it's a really great place just to go and have a few days for yourself and get some inspiration, really mm-hmm. just kind of steep yourself in, in the yoga world. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, uh, sort of like a sort of close by retreat if you're looking for, um, that kind of thing, like to get away from regular life and just have the yoga right at your doorstep and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, and our other thing is, uh, Rad Rollers. So Rad is a myofascial release company. Uh, so they manufacture and design these awesome tools for myofascial release. If you've never done myofascial release, um, we do actually have a podcast about it. And then I do a, a quick video on a little bit of myofascial release. I think it's like the three releases that we would recommend for everyone <laughs> being in a human body. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, check out their website. We'll link to it. Um, and basically it's like a, a menu of release tools depending on your size and your shape and what muscle you're trying to target. Um, so they can be, it's super effective in combination with yoga. So if you ever do like a, I know Ali, we've had her on the podcast a bunch of times. Um, she does a bunch of, uh, myofascial release in combination with yoga, um, because they're, they're sort of, uh, complementary practices in in many ways um so yeah check her out and she has some some great stuff online i believe yeah if you we'll definitely put the videos that you've done on myofascial in the show notes and on our website um and then if you guys aren't sure like how those two link together like you'll get it once you see sandy cueing you through the myofascial release <laughs> like just like the the key, the way you cue it and your tone of voice and you can just kind of that nervous system response uh, yeah. like I was, I just melt so good. <laughs> so yeah, good. you did it. Yeah. You did my video. Oh, yeah. they're awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so good to hear. Thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, guys, we will talk to you soon. All right. Bye.